Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, even here in the year of 2023, I am brought to you with my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Happy New Year! Happy New Year. The Michelle Mission is back in the year of 2023, better than ever and brighter than ever. Oh. As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen. Festive. We're going to be bringing you our review of Vincent's selection as we kick off the year. Restless City. Yes, sir. From 2011. Yes. A little slice of life uh, indie film. A sliver. A slither, a if sliver, you will. if you will. Happy New Year, Vincent. How was your holiday? It was nice. It was quiet. It was restful. And of course, it was short. It didn't seem short to me. Is he really? <laughs> nah, man. I ain't even going to. Yours f- didn't fly. No, it did not fly at all. Okay. Uh, it was. It was a long, long. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. Right. I enjoyed the, the calm. Right. Um, actually just, just, you know what? I'm just going to sit down today. <laughs> right, right. But you want, you want to be in the mix. I want to be in a, I, you You'd be me. in the mix. I miss, I miss the mix. Listen, I realized that I think I want to be a gentleman of leisure. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to be uh, just, just chilling and just, just chilling in a smoking jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe take my pajamas off. Well, I haven't taken my pajamas. Yes, off. you haven't taken <laughs> Reading and tending to the plants and going for walks. See, my store is directly across the street. Right. I am not above going to the store. In your pajamas. In my pajamas. Okay. I put on sneakers. I don't take my slippers outside. Right, right, right. But right. My, my, that's where you draw the line. That's where I draw the line. That's where you draw the line. But my, my pajamas, they're, 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 they're made for warmth. Made for warmth. As I am feeling on them right now. Right, right. Inside <laughs> or out. Right, right. Because I came over here, so I had to put on pants. Yes. 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 Maybe one day. Maybe you should, you should come over and I'll be in the pajamas and you bring all this stuff and you'll have to put on pants. You know, we should do that, Vince. We, we should one do day do a, a show. An episode at just your just home. a Freaky Friday yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, we not? don't have to do that. <laughs> Why not, Vincent? I'm just saying. Just the, 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 you know, just just mix it up. We're mixing things just up mixing in 2023. Yeah, just mix it up. Yeah, this is, y'all are getting a peek at conversations we have all the time. <laughs> hey, Vince, we have something that works perfectly fine. You know what we should do? Something different. Of course. It's like, well. You don't have to add cheese to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes, but when you do, you think it's I shouldn't have added cheese to that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's something special. Right, 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 right. Have you ever had a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Yes. Really? I thought I was the only one. Yeah, it's really decadent. It is. Yeah, and then it gets a little sloppy. But it was surprisingly, well, it, yeah, but it, if you do it right, because I've right. done it three times. Done it three times. <laughs> yes, <laughs> now... Maybe maybe you need to leave the house more. <laughs> I don't know if you should talk about this so close to when you just said, I don't even take my pajamas off. Anyway. Yes. As usual, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into all the fun 
games that people play here on the Michelle Mission. But first, we're going to talk about some things that have been going on. And one of the things that Vincent and I both did over the holiday season, even though we didn't know that both of us would be doing this, mm-hmm. is we took the opportunity to sit back, relax, catch up on some streaming shows, sure, as it were. And one of the shows that we caught up on was The Best Man, The Final Chapters. Right. And and you're saying we didn't know that each other was going to do this. Every Gen X black person in America watched it over Christmas. So Yeah, I think it was... They, like you saying, oh, that's uh, what what a coincidence. It's like, eh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, they did get their money's worth. Like if you bought a Tribe Called Quest on cassette, you, you watched it. That's true. So, yes. Yeah, yes, 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 we did. So, Vincent, uh, The Best Man, The Final Chapters, which is the continuing saga <laughs> of... of um, all of your favorites from the best man and the best man holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, this was developed by the creator of the movies, uh, Ma- Malcolm D. D. Lee, mm-hmm. along with Dana Lynn North. And it starred all of the returning um, actors, all of them from the film, Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, Regina Hall, Terrence Howard, Sanaa Lathan, Nia Long, Howard Perrineau, and even in a flashback, yeah, Melissa D'Souza. Oh, Melissa no, no, D'Souza no. was, all, was right. always there. Monica uh, Ma- Calhoun. Monica Calhoun. And was it a flashback or was it a fantasy sequence? Well, fantasy sequence. Yeah. But I'm just saying, they, right, they right. fit her in so that she yeah, actually so she makes can an be appearance. Part and having said that, moving forward, if you haven't seen it, we will be spoiling it in the next few minutes. Yes. Yes, so be prepared for right, that, right, ladies, right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, with that being s- said, this film, uh, the, the the series, picks up not long after the the best man holiday holiday, right, which ends with um Terrence Howard's character Quentin mm-hmm. saying, "I'm getting married." Right. And then it picks up almost immediately after that. Right. Which which then is not long after Monica Calhoun's character had had passed away. Right. At the end of the Best Man holiday. And so it picks up there <clears throat> for the first two episodes. These are all hour long episodes. Right. And then after the, the second episode, there's a time jump. Yeah. Well, to, yeah, there, there are several. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. There, well, yes, there are se- several like mini time jumps. Yeah. And um to get us <clears throat> as as close to today as, yeah. as as it can. At least I think it gets to like 2021, I think. The whole thing? Cuz I think it ends in like 2024. Oh, that's right. It, oh, that's right. It does end in 20 you're right. Um but yeah, so then you you and then you're catching up with their lives right, and right, all the things right. that they, they they've been going and, through, and and you realize that the best man holiday came out ten years ago. I know. So they really do have to do these jumps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and try to catch up. Mm-hmm. So what were your thoughts on the best man, the final chapters? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Really, frankly, I I. You know, I knew at some point I was going to watch it just because 
I joked about about being a Gen X black person and, and watching it. But I, I think those of us who are our age across mm-hmm. the board mm-hmm. are just in that moment where all of these nostalgia driven projects are happening. Yeah. Just across the board. <clears throat> and for black people, I don't know how many projects are being aimed towards us. Mm. I mean, what? It's more than, I mean, one can argue that uh, Bel Air is aimed towards us. Bel Air is a reboot. Yeah, Bel and and Bel Air isn't isn't. Well, it's a reboot. Okay, like reboot, this isn't the- like um Sex in the City. This isn't like um you, you know when they had the Friends reunion. This isn't like they did a Martin reunion. Well, they did a Martin. Yeah, I guess they did do the Martin reunion, but they did the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion because they did the reunion and, and then before they the before the show, right? Um, they're bringing back the game. They're bringing back the game. Yeah, I guess so. I forgot the game. I forgot yeah. all about the game. Well, this is the big one. Fair enough. Yeah, this well, certainly. You know, this is certainly the big one. So I was just um going to be on board mm-hmm. just to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it's good to see everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you've seen them over the years, you've seen so. them over the years, but then again, you realize that was ten years ago mm-hmm. with the Best Man Holiday. Mm-hmm. But I thought they dealt with some issues that a lot of people our age are dealing with. You know, whether you're, you're talking about raising kids, whether you're talking about aging parents. Mm-hmm whether you're talking about challenges people have had in their marriages, these sort of long-term marriages, whether you're, they was talking about the complications of these friendships that people have had over the years. And I, Oh, professional challenges. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed a lot more of it than I had planned on, like actually enjoyed it. Uh, The performances, Went from okay, you know, solid, solid. These are all solid actors. Mm-hmm. We all know um, I'm a Regina Hall guy. Mm-hmm. Not clearly, clearly not enough Regina Hall. There's like one scene where where she has been sexually assaulted, yeah, by her advisor. And there's this wonderful moment where she comes home and she's by herself after it happens, and you go, oh, right. Mm-hmm. This is Regina Hall, mm-hmm. but you don't get a lot of it. I mean, it's a lot of them in the cast. Yeah, but uh, and and then <laughs> I love the fact that this the the miniseries was fulfillment of something that I've been saying since the Best Man came out, which is that the character that Tay Diggs plays Harper mm-hmm. is the most horrible human being on earth. <laughs> like from the first movie. He's been the most horrible human being on earth. And I love how they lean into it intentionally or unintentionally that he's horrible throughout. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I yeah, I don't know if I would say horrible, but he certainly is a Oh, he's a terrible human being. I, I can think of I he's a terrible human being in the scope of this universe. Yes. But like he like he doesn't murder any kids or anything, right. but but he's a terrible he's, he's human being. Definitely a very self-centered man. 
right? Yeah. Um, it, I, I definitely feel you on that. Like, I have really some, honestly, some misgivings about this, about the whole affair, actually. Um, I agree with you that it was good getting the gang back together. Sure. Right? Um, but the first and second episodes, which are basically uh, a two-part story. Yeah. Um, they very feel very much feel like the best man three yeah because it is just a a standalone story and it's such a standalone story that a lot of the stuff that happens in there except the the uh terrence howard you know getting married but to a different person and then at the beginning of the right of the episode outside of that nothing else that really happens in those two episodes plays a part in the rest of the movie so I really would have been been happy with just that best man three and that's it. But they signed this deal. You've got eight episodes. Now, unfortunately to me, like you said, it's a large cast. And in having this large cast, you struggle over the eight episodes to give all of these these members of this cast, you know, their moment in the sun mm-hmm. and their moment to shine. And therefore some of the, the characters are underutilized. Um, and some of the ideas are a little bit half baked or un- underwritten to mm-hmm. me. And while you can forgive that in some aspects, like you talked about the whole sexual assault that happens with Regina Hall's character. I feel like, yes, she does have a moment right after that, but I don't feel like that is given the weight and the conclusion that it deserves Mm -hmm. in, in, um, in the overall show because there is so many other moving parts that they're they are dealing with right like to me if you're going to basically just call the the first two episodes what they are the best man three and then now you've got five or six other episodes you've got to do then i'm looking in the mirror and saying well look best man best man two and for some degree best man three had a lot of Tay Diggs, Morris Chestnut, Terrence Howard, right? Mm-hmm. So the rest of the the rest of the way, let's kind of like put them on the sidelines a little bit. They're here, mm-hmm. and let's give the focus to the other characters. Okay, right? And thus, then Regina Hall's character, her relationship with Harold Perrineau, which keeps seems to keep going up and down throughout depending on the whims of the writer from episode to episode, can actually be given its it's full weight. Um, they can figure out something really to do with Nia Long's character. Is. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Well, because they, 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 again, it is. Now, we're, now we're getting to it. Well, they didn't go really ahead. do anything uh-huh. with her. Uh-huh. You're right. Uh-huh. Um, go ahead. And I, I, uh-huh. I didn't appreciate that. Uh-huh. I, 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 I knew when we started. <laughs> I was just wondering when you were going to show your hand. Go ahead. They didn't do anything really with her. And she was there waiting for stuff to do. I mean, they gave her like some lip service and stuff and like, oh my, you know, bad eyes and bad heart and stuff like that. But it, again, they don't really I mean, that superwoman and, and the stress that comes with that, you don't feel like that? 
I don't think that they really played it up. They didn't do enough with it. I don't. I I honestly don't. And the reason is because they had so many other things to juggle. Again, one of the things that they were juggling, I think, was actually kind of interesting to your part about Harper and his relationship with Sanaa Lathan's character, right? His wife and the 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 um the desolation of their marriage. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. And, and yeah. And, yeah. The, and there actually are some seeds of that in the first two episodes, but it's never touched on. It's never right, brought right, up right. again. So you don't, so you right. really have to remember it. Right. It's also seeds of it in like the best man where he leaves her because he comes to the wedding planning on sleeping with Nia Long. That was That's actually true. his whole plan. And then when Sanaa Lathan comes and, he he proposes to her almost as a hail mary. It's kind of, it's kind of. Also, the fact that he slept with his best friend's girlfriend, kept it a secret for years, mm. wrote a book about it, about it, that everyone figured out immediately. Okay, maybe he is. So maybe it was seated, actually, in the first movie. You might be right. He may be a, in fact, horrible human being. Yeah, he look. He's a horrible human being. Look. And and gets the comeuppance that he deserves. Yeah. Right. But even then, with the comeuppance that he deserves, because this is still the best man, they have to give it like, you know, kind of like a well, I didn't necessarily mind the ending of it. Um, because that's what boys do. And boys are, you know, they're gonna back your play, like, yeah, you was a jerk, but yeah, they're still gonna be there for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um but I overall, I just thought that while it was fun revisiting all of them, sure, it didn't feel as fully formed and as I would have liked, and thus I felt there was a lot of it that was just unnecessary. So it was unnecessary because it didn't do more. Yeah, it, it's just it. It didn't really like go there. If we're gonna come there, if we're, if we're gonna bring them back, then let's really right, do right. something. So like with either them. spend eight episodes with them in a book club and playing spades and hang out or lean into these sort of serious matters. Yeah. Because that's another thing. The first two episodes, best man three in a complete story and in tone. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it turns into like some BET dramedy. Right. Right. You know, where there's not a lot of comedies kind of like the Brady brides. Where where they took Jan, you're right, and Marsha and mm-hmm. spun them off into all of a sudden it's but a, then they turned into like thirty something. And that's and where that's like ex- they were having issues and, and that's problems. Exactly what that at, at home. That is exactly what happened. So you found them. it to be like the Brady Brides. Yes, this was the Brady Brides. This is a, they did the Brady Brides with the best man, the final chapter. Yes. Okay, Toya. There's your pull quote. <laughs> All right. So I don't think you're wrong. I just, I, you know, I just, you know, like, like I thought it was nice seeing him, and then everything else was just icing or cherry on top. Or so, you know. I, I, hear I don't know if I'll watch it again. No, I won't. Yeah, I won't. But so. if, if you haven't checked it out, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. The best band, the final chapters, <laughs> is streaming on Peacock right now. Yeah. So yeah, go, go check it out. All eight episodes. And if you were born between the years of 1965 and 1985, and you're black, you already watched it. So. There you go. Um, if you're looking for another eight episodes to stream, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to check out who on Hulu, Kindred. 
based on the best-selling novel by Octavia Butler. There's an eight-episode miniseries that is streaming now on Hulu. And starting this Thursday, January 12th, the Michelle Mission will be returning with Ripples in Time. Yes. Our episode-by-episode review of uh, Kindred uh, alongside Ariel Johnson and Charlene Griffith. We will be reviewing episode two this Thursday, streaming live right here on YouTube. And then the podcast will be available on Friday morning. So check out Kindred on Hulu and then check out Ripples in Time this Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern as we review episode two. Yes. All right. All right, Vincent, let's keep, All right. keep the train moving. It is time. Top five. Who's your top five? My top five is. My top five is. Top five, ladies My and gentlemen, five. where I will give Vincent a top five top list five. and he will present you with his My scintillating commentary. <laughs> Yes, on the list from the peanut gallery. There you go. And today's top five should be interesting, Vincent. It is the top five upcoming black movies of 2023. Oh, top five black movies. Okay. Okay. I know one that's going to be on there. I know five. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Top that. Top that. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go here as I check out something that oh one of our one of our displays went missing. So oh no! I know well, it's a missing display. It's a missing display, but I'm going to put it back up. Okay. It back it's up. a recovered display. It's a recovered display. It has been recovered. Number five, Vincent, and this one is actually going to be premiering soon. Okay. Very shortly. All right. How shortly? How shortly? Friday. Uh Uh-oh. Number five, House Party. Oh, boy. Which will be... um, (laughs) Let me say that. Which will be... uh, Are these the top five what black movies? Upcoming House Party. Upcoming. Okay. I thought you were saying that we were most looking forward to. Okay. All right. Never mind. Well, there's not a lot in 2023, at least that I can find. So. All right. All right. So we got House Party. House Party. Aspiring club promoters and best buddies, Damon and Kevin, are barely keeping things together, out of money, down on their luck, and about to lose the roofs over their head. They need a huge windfall to make their problems go away, so they soon decide to host the party of the year at an exclusive mansion, which just happens to belong to none other than NBA superstar, LeBron James. Okay. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? House Party stars Tosin Cole, Jacob Latimer, um, DC Young, uh, uh, um, Kid Cudi, as well as LeBron James in this reboot of the historic Kid and Play um, film franchise. Vincent, are you excited for House Party? I am not, but I wish it well. (laughs) You're not excited for House Party? But I wish it well. So you won't be taking Camille to see House Party? Maybe not, unless she wants to go. Well, she's old enough; she could kind of go on her own, like right, her friends right, right. To go, right. Well, in that case, I, I probably, you will duck that, right, right. But I wish it well. Okay. Are you excited about House Party: The Reimagining? 
Well, house pro- excited is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it well as you. Yes, we wish it well. I have a funny feeling that I will be pulled to go see it. Okay. Um. So, I, I so I'm looking. I know that I will be in a theater checking it out. Okay, there you and go. I'm hoping that it at least gives me a modicum of joy. There you go. Modicum of joy. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> what we got after house party? Number four. Oh All right, number four, which is apparently coming out Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, house party will be coming out this Friday, January 13th. And we wish it well. We wish it well. Okay. We hope it gives you a modicum of joy. A modicum of joy. Okay, what else we got? (laughs) Number four. Number four. I hopes. Number four. Uh, Premiering in uh, May, May May 26th, The Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Now, this one um, is very interesting. The Little Mermaid tells the story of Ariel, played by Halle Bailey. Yes! The youngest daughter of King Triton, played by Javier Bardem. Yes. The ruler of the underwater kingdom Atlantica. Ariel, already fascinated by the world of humans, falls deeply in love with handsome Prince Eric, played by Jonah Howard King, after saving him during a shipwreck and resolves to meet him in the world above the water. But her quest brings her in conflict with her father, as well into the clutches of the scheming sea witch Ursula. Right, right. Played by Melissa McCarthy in this live action musical adaptation of the Disney animated classic. Right, right. When you did the whole plot, I was thinking you don't have to actually do that because everyone on Earth knows the plot. Everyone has seen The Little oh, Mermaid. Little Mermaid yeah. I saw The Little Mermaid the least at least 20 well, times you're a human being on the planet earth well so. and with a daughter yeah so th- yes. at the time yeah so yeah. are you excited for the little mermaid I'm not excited at all <laughs> no no let me finish you know you know i don't like these live action adaptations of the the animated Films. You and I have had this conversation about the Lion King. You and I have had this conversation, which is a quasi live end, right? You and I had a con- this conversation about uh, the Jungle Book. I like the. Jungle you and Book. I had this conversation about. I forget the the other one, but you and I have had this. Co- so just generally, it feels very money grabby mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. Also, not for nothing, a uh, continuation of a conversation that we've had on and off throughout the years. Once is a thing, twice is a coincidence, three is a pattern. This is the third Disney movie with a black princess that does not have a prince that looks like the princess. So I'm going to say that as well. Having said all of that, oh yeah, because Cinderella counts with Brandy. The oh, princess okay, and the, the frog, TV, the TV, um... and now this. But I love the Bailey sisters. Mm-hmm. I love the Bailey sisters. So I will probably go to see this. Yeah, I think I actually yeah, I, I will, will probably end up seeing this because I love them girls. I'm not a big musical person, as you know, and then yeah. I find out there's 80 musicals that I like. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm fans of them as well. And yeah. I'm rooting for her. Especially yeah. In oh, yeah, absolutely. The way the internet came from that, her that neck was the other thing when yeah. she was cast. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm team Hallie. Yeah, I'm team Hallie so. all the way. Um, and, 
I'm excited for it. You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to to going there and checking it out. Yeah, but I may or may not be sitting in there the whole time. Like, <laughs> just gonna buy the ticket. Buy the ticket. You remember the <laughs> old school? You remember the old? I, I'm I'm about to give give away black secret right now. Okay. Do you remember when people used to buy tickets to black movies, and then like go see other movies because we wanted the black movies to get the ticket? Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. You remember going to black theaters and they would give you tickets to, to black wh- to to black movies and mm-hmm. you would say, No, 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 I'm I'm actually here to see Star Trek. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, but but we're gonna yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, 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 yeah. Take this, take this bad boys. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm one hundred percent team um hell. So yeah, I'm gonna be I will see this before house party. No, you won't. House party comes out in January. <laughs> Moving on. So wish it well pulling for it. Absolutely on board for it. Okay. All right. All right. That was number four. Number four. Number three. Number three. Creed three. Which Creed comes out three. In March 3rd. Yes. Now, Creed Thief, for those who living under the same rock, um, avoiding the Little Mermaid. After the events of Creed 2, yes, Adonis Donnie Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan, this being his, I think his directorial debut. Yeah, I was about to say he's directing it too. Is, is thriving in both his boxing career and his family life when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy Dame Anderson, played by Jonathan Majors, mm. resurfaces after serving a long sentence in prison. He is eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. Mm-hmm. And thus we have Creed 3. Vincent, you excited for Creed 3? I am curious about Creed 3. Ah. On the one hand, I'm curious about Michael B. Jordan as a director. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that this is the first Creed movie that isn't a remake, basically, or a remix of a Rocky film. You know, mm-hmm. as everyone knows, the first Creed, he basically had the Rocky um, arc. You know, the second Creed, he actually fought Dra- Drago's son, Drago, who killed his his father. Mm-hmm. This is is seems like it's going to be removed from the Rocky mythos. And, uh, so, yeah, because Rocky's not even in it. Rocky's not even in it, and Sylvester Stallone has talked a little slick about it mm-hmm. quietly. So I'm curious about that. And then just from the trailer, you know, we're going to be talking about Jonathan Majors a lot this year. That's true. And I'm curious to see what Jonathan Majors does with this role. Mm-hmm. So. I am curious about this. I'm curious too. Um, there's a part of me that is a little bit, you know, trepidatious about Michael B. Jordan sliding into the director's chair, mm-hmm. only because the the first one was just so massively done by Ryan Coogler. Right, right. Um, but uh, and I'm wondering, like, is he maybe biting off a little bit more than he can chew? I mean, probably, but I'd be I'd be happy for him to prove me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, so I'm, I'm I'm curious, and I'm also like you said, I'm I'm curious about Jonathan Majors. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about <clears throat> stars <clears throat> who 
the world seems to be telling us is their star, even though they haven't like led a big film. Yet. Right. And Jonathan Majors, they, they pointed out Jonathan Majors was one of those people. Like he, the world seems very interested in everything that he does, even though he hasn't been at the the lead in a big movie. Right. The only movie he's actually been the the lead on was the recently um devotion and that was not a big hit at all no 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 um so and i think the only other movie he was a lead on was the what was the, the last last house in san francisco last black man in san francisco yeah, last black man in san yeah. francisco where he he was amazing he's amazing in the movie right, but it's definitely amazing. an independent movie right is not meant to be like a big thing you know so <laughs> it's so funny we've been doing this long enough that like you go in the archives and you can see we're like Negro Domuses. <laughs> this Tessa Thompson, I think we should keep an eye on her. Right. Right. Which I didn't even mention that she's returning right, to right. this film. Jonathan Majors, this young man might have a future in Hollywood. Yes. Yes. People are talking. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Majors. Right. All right. Number two. Barry Jenkins. I think I like this director. <laughs> number two. This is a movie that I knew was being made. I didn't know it was coming out in, in 2023. Okay. Another musical. Okay. But a musical I loved on the stage. Okay. So I'm curious to see. Okay. It adapted into film. Okay. And this is The Color Purple, which comes out December 20th. Yeah. Now, everyone knows, well, all of our audience knows the story of The Color Purple. The, of course. Um, of course. Period drama. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, based... <laughs> Based on Alex Walk, Alice Walker's 1982 Pulitzer Prize winning novel. Mm -hmm. um, and this is an adaptation of the 2005 stage musical. Yes. Um, the film was, of course, a, the book was adapted into a classic film in 1985. By yes. Steven Spielberg. This is an adaptation and of the I'll recite all the words musical. And listen to the lineup of who is in this movie. It, it, it is a murderer's row. It stars in the lead role, Fantasia. Mm -hmm. I, this is like her big acting mm -hmm. debut on film. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Fantasia fan. It sounds like it's a role made for her. Right. Yeah. But just in case they don't think she can back it up. Right. In this film, she is flanked by Coleman Domingo, mm. Corey Hawkins, mm. Danielle Brooks, Haley Bailey, yeah, uh Anjane Ellis, mm. Dion Cole, mm. John Batiste, David Allen Greer, yeah, Taraji P. Henson, mm -hmm. uh her, Sierra, and if that's not enough, Louis Gossett Jr. Look, look. Uh, Oprah is a producer. She's a producer. Yes. Look, Oprah. you can look. You can tell Oprah Winfrey put her hand on this. Mm -hmm. You can tell she put her hand on this. Yeah. This, this is this is a, a no brainer. It is a no brainer. This is a no brainer. I am really really yeah. looking forward yeah. to this. Uh, sidebar: talking about watching stuff. Caught, uh, um. Caught a showing of 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 Top Dog Underdog in New York over the break. 
Oh, the play, the um, Lori Parks, Lori Parks, uh, Susie, Lose- Susie, Susie, Lori Parks, Parks with Corey Hawkins and um, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Mm-hmm. That damn Corey Hawkins is the truth. I know, I, I know, I, I, I wouldn't have thought it because he my- is the absolute truth because our introduction to him was straight out of Compton, right? right? And yeah. and he was in he was in the tragedy of Macbeth. With okay. Denzel Wadden, which okay. we've not we've we've not formally reviewed, but we've talked about it, and he one hundred percent holds his own. Mm-hmm. But he is the truth, yeah. the top dog, underdog. Yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, now, was that your first time seeing an adaptation of that? No, no, okay. I saw it. I didn't see it with the original Broadway cast because the original Broadway cast it was Jeffrey Wright and Don Cheadle, right? But I saw it with Jeffrey Wright and Most Deaf. Okay. And it okay. was amazing. Okay. I saw an adaptation of it, but here in Philadelphia. Yeah. So some local actors, but I love the, the play. It's Jeffrey it's Wright was amazing. Corey Hawkins was just as good as Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. How was Yaya? Amazing. Yeah. But like you went in there expecting that. That's true. Like you went in you thinking, you know, y'all Abdul Mateen is going to be, you know, because it's really just two, them, it's, it's just two it's guys. It's just That's two it. dudes. It's the one set. It's the room, but that damn Corey Hawkins. Yeah, so yeah. he he shot up on my list of he gets me to a project. I feel you. So I feel you. well, of he, all those names that you just named, he jumped out at me. Well, I, I and well, he should. Yeah. Um, but like you said, <laughs> that is a murderer's right. It really is. So yeah, that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. Yeah. Now I don't know if you know, <laughs> but I put these films. In the order of my interest to see them. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, yeah. There Come some, on. There are some other Black films that are coming out. Some of them, eh, I'm not so real interested sure. in. And some sure. of them don't have actual set dates. Yeah. So if you don't have a set date, I'm always going to uh, Absolutely. The only other one that really had a set date that may, maybe people are interested mm-hmm. in is um, The Equalizer 3. Sure. You know, which, sure. Um, you know, sure. I'm like, okay. The Tripleizer. Right, you know, like I'm like yeah. Denzel. These are the sequels you're doing. I know. Like this I is know. where you chose to like know. Re- repeat the role. Look, like come on, dog. Look, come on. You can't go back to easy. That's where everybody I wants to know. see you. Everybody wants to see you do easy, dude. I just read an interview maybe a month ago with Walter. Um, I just forget Walter Mosley. Walter Mosley, mm-hmm. where Walter Mosley said what we've all been saying. Like a few of those Easy Rollins novels are set with Easy. He's at the age Denzel is. Yes, I know. Come on, De- come on, Denzel. Look, 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 dog. Look, Denzel. Listen from me to you, dog. Equalizer one, good. You know, it's all right. Mm-hmm. You made it work with Equalizer two. The Nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming again. But dog, the tripleizer. The role is not yours anymore. <laughs> It is now the Latifalizer. It's now the Latifalizer. So just let it go. Yeah. Let it go, mm-hmm. bruh. Let it go. And go, go, go get Don. Unless. Unless what? The universes and worlds collide. And we have the Washalizer and Latifalizer. No. And they come together as the ultimate Lizer. <laughs> the ultimate Lizer? <laughs> no. No, I don't want to see that. The larger lizer? The larger. <laughs> the Voltronalizer? 
Queen Denzelizer? <laughs> Queen Denzelizer? No, no. Wonder Twinzelizer? <laughs> no, no, they're not activating shit. No, I don't want to see that. Peaches and Herbalizer? <laughs> okay. All right. Enough. I'll work on it. <laughs> no. I'll work on it. No, there's other things to work on. I'll work on it. Nobody wants to see that. Donnie and Marializer? <laughs> How about just... Can I tell you, I fell down a rabbit hole where I was looking at footage of the Osmonds during that Jackson 5 period oh, when where they were, they were just shamelessly really trying to beat the Jacksons. I would have been embarrassed to go out. Because you know the Jackson Five at them like that's that like that's that Motown sweet spot where Motown and Joe are working them mm-hmm. to death. So they're so crisp, and the choreography is just just intricate, and and they're in sync. Yeah, and then Michael Jackson is like this supernatural voice, mm-hmm. and then you look at the footage of the odds. First of all, what was their hit? Oh, one bad apple. Yes, I thought it was. Yeah, one bad apple. That's their Jackson-ish hip. Besides Donny Osmond being around the same age as Michael Jackson, his older brothers look like they're all 47 years old. I know. I know. And they have them in these hippie clothes. They can't dance. Can't dance. They're just sort of swaying their arms back and forth. And they really can't sing. They, uh, look. <laughs> they look. really can't sing. Look. At least the Jacksons are going to harmonize. They can't. Say. I was embarrassed through the mist of time looking at the footage <laughs> on my phone. I was like, that's a damn shame that Joe Osmond, I don't know if their father's name was Joe or not, but he probably changed <laughs> it to Joe. He probably changed yeah. it to Joe. <laughs> that's a damn shame Joe Osmond put them boys out there and embarrassed them like that. It was a shame. It was a shame. No, that's a, that's a rabbit hole, Vince. But number one, Number one. Number one. Speaking of sequels, as we were. Boy, if this is not what I think it is, I'm going to be real mad at you. This is the uh, long-awaited sequel Mm. to Uncategorically. Uncategorically. The best superhero movie? Point blank. The best comic book movie? Point blank. And maybe one of the best animated movies no doubt and that means maybe one of the best movies yeah of all time yeah and that is of course spider-man there it is across the spider-verse oh my god which will be premiering in theaters on june 2nd how hyped are we for this very very hyped when Miles Morales, uh. by Shamik Moore, is unexpectedly approached by his best friend and love interest, Gwen Stacy, played by Haley Steinfeld, to complete a mission to save every universe of spider people from a mysterious new villain who could cause a catastrophic disaster, Miles is up for the challenge. He and Gwen journey through the multiverse and meet its protectors, a group of spider people known as the Spider Force and hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. I cannot wait for Dude. this movie. So much so, everybody has been hyping up the trailer, which they released like over the holidays. Yes, they did. 
I have not seen the trailer. Lynn, I don't need Lynn, to see the trailer. I have studied the trailer like the Zapruder tape. Everybody has. Oh, it is glorious. <laughs> it is glorious. I know. That's all I'm hearing. I don't even want to be. I don't need it. I just want to go sit in the you movie. You know Issa Rae's in it, right? He, he's what? Issa Rae is in it. I know Issa Rae is in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I know that Issa Rae is in it. There's um, more than a few people that's going to be in this film. Although I saw, um, which McCallit isn't coming back. Uh, Nicholas Cage. I is saw not Nicholas returning as so Spider, Spider Noir. Noir is not going to be in it, which saddens me. Eh, I'm good. I'm sad. I'm good. Something tells me like Nicholas Cage since that movie mm-hmm. has gotten a little bit of a second wind yeah so he may have priced himself out of oh no returning in that film well that's too bad you gotta remember nicholas cage is going to be seen this summer in renfield yes yes he is as he portrays dracula yeah oh yeah so i'm i won't miss nicholas cage in this movie i'm looking forward to this movie so much i know i know Oh my God! It is it is absolutely insane how crazy people have been going for this film, and rightfully so. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, which will be premiering in theaters on June second, ladies and gentlemen. And never forget, Phil Lord is a missionary. He is a missionary. He is a fan of our show. So you know, Phil, if you're listening, we're looking forward to it. We are very much looking forward to it, Phil. Uh, Farrell Blackwell. Says, I'm in my mid 40s, 5'5, bald and overweight, and I'm still wearing a Miles Whitey <laughs> costume to see across the Spider Verse. Come on, man. Stan Lee told you in the first one, they fit everyone. They, that's, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, in regards to the Osmonds, Deborah Battle says <laughs> that the Osmonds can sing, they just should have stayed in their own style of music. <laughs> See, Lynn, they can sing. They just should have stayed in their own style of music. I don't, I still don't believe that. I still don't believe that. Um, Farrell Blackwell says, and I'm glad that they didn't name Jonathan Major's character Blackity McFisticuffs. <laughs> I don't know. I think I might have been more interested if he, if he just been Blackity McFisticuffs. And Aaron Fry was wondering whether or not the Netflix film You People is going to be on our list. As you can see, it was not on our list, Aaron Fry. Yeah. Now, here's the reason. Uh-uh. This film, which stars Jonah... Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Eddie and, Murphy. And Eddie Murphy. Your girl, Nia Long. And, and my girl, Nia Long. Mm-hmm. If you look at the trailer for this movie, yeah. it's a lot of Jonah Hill. Yeah. Because the idea of the story is about his relationship with eddie murphy's daughter right it's it's a funny guess who's coming to dinner right yeah so while you could argue it's a black film then you could also argue it kind of like skirts the line and it just honestly doesn't look that interesting to me oh you know it don't look that it don't look funny i didn't really like guess who when they did this the no first time. i hate it i hate it guess who and I haven't pulled it yet because I just don't want to do that to Bernie. I know, right? I have a lot of thoughts about you people. 
that we've already gotten deep into the episode. Mm. But suffice it to say, I, I'm probably going to watch it just because I'm always just happy to see Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. Deadpan Eddie Murphy might hold my attention, depending on how much he's in it. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, if we're going to talk about Netflix movies, Netflix and already jerked me around with they cloned Tyrone, which is what I've been looking forward to. It was supposed, I was to, looking forward it to, was supposed to come out in December. I know. And, 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 now, and now it's like undetermined when it's coming out. I know, because I was prepared for, to put that on our list. Yeah. And it's not there because, you know, like uh, my other girl, Tiana Paris, oh. is in that. How's she your girl? Tiana Paris is my girl. No, I don't think so. Oh, your girl is Anika Noni Rose. Oh, yeah, that's true. But still... <laughs> Okay, we can share. We can share to Paris. Yeah, but that's I, that's was something I was very much. Looking I was looking forward to because that yeah. looks actually like a lot of fun. A lot of fun, you yeah. know. But it, it it don't have a date. I was like, I just need a date. Right. I'm hoping it drops before April because I might do it for Oct- Octavia April. Oh yeah, that might be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. So that'd be dope. Um. Okay, and uh, Farrell Blackwell. In regards to Netflix, I hope none of you missionaries wasted your time on watching Kaleidoscope. Oh no! Certified hot garbage. That's the movie. Is that the movie? Oh, with, I heard good um, things about it. No, that's the the uh, the series. Yeah, but it's the that series. you can watch in any order, right? But I'm with trying Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo. I was yeah. trying to remember who was it. I started to watch that, and then I saw that you could watch it. Any, I said I don't want to get, watch a gimmick, so I, I turned it off. I just wasn't in a mood for it. But, oh, now you all have forced me to start it. Uh, I mean, I guess eventually I'll watch it, but I've heard good things. And now I've actually I have to I don't know what the, I haven't heard hot garbage, but I have heard mixed things about it. Oh, now I got to watch it. Honestly. OK, I, I really have. But. So, no, it's not. On my all right. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. All right. That was our top five. All right. The games continue. The games continue. That's the key. Degrees of Durville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will attempt to get to actors of my choosing in six films or less, connecting mm. them to 70s heartthrob Durville Martin. Yes, yes, yes. We were always looking forward to seeing. Yes, very much so. <laughs> so, Vincent. Yes. In six movies or less. Six movies and we're away. We're, we've gotten away from Santa Clauses. We're away from Santa Clauses. Right. These are two actors who are starring in two of the films that are in my top five. Um, oh, interesting. But you can't use either of those films. Okay. okay. All right. Um, but, Fair enough. But they are co-starring in two of the films. In six films or less, get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. Two. Two. Wood Harris. Wood Harris. Wood Harrison movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wood Harris, who will be appearing in Creed 3. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just going to tell you, if I'm wrong about, I'm going to ask you something. If I'm wrong, I'm going to cheat and use one of the creeds. So, but. Not cheat, but, you know, like you said, I can't use Creed 3, but, like, he's been in all three Creed movies. Is that what Harrison paid in full? 
Mm. I, I know I mix a lot of my hood movies up. He is in Peyton and Full. Okay. All right. Then this is what we're going to do. You tell me. Derville Martin is in Derville Martin is in Derville Martin is is in Five on the Black Hand Side with Dick Anthony Williams mm-hmm. who's in <clears throat> Mo Better Blues with Denzel Washington, who is in Malcolm X with, um, oh my God, how did I just forget his name? West Indian Archie. Mm. Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo, who is in Clockers with, how did I forget his name? The star of Clockers. I can't tell you the star. Oh, come on. I know where you're going. Yeah, just, get, just give he's me. He's not Omar Epps. He's. I always confuse those. So. Just give him to me so I can connect him to Peyton. M. First initial M. Oh, Makai Pfeiffer, who's in paid in full with Wood Harris. There you go. Very good. Very good, Vincent. There you go. Connected it there. I can't give you the star. I know. (laughs) Yes. That wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been fair. All right. Very good, Vincent. Mm -hmm. Next. Next. In six films or less, get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. To to Anjanu Ellis. Oh, Anjanu Ellis. Mm. Talk about ladies. Right. I'll guess so. Who is featured in the film adaptation of the stage musical, The Color Purple? Sure. Well, you get to Anjanu Ellis because I don't want to get to Anjanu Ellis. It's actually a pretty target rich. Environment with Anjanu Ellis. Derville Martin is in. Derville Martin is in the final come down with Billy D. Williams. Billy mm. D. Williams is in Bingo Long and his traveling all stars with Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor is in Harlem Nights. With okay. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Eddie Murphy is in The Nutty Professor with um Dave Chappelle. Mm. I'm then uh yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he plays a comedian. And right. Dave Chappelle is 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 in Undercover Brother with Anshinu Ellis. Very good, Vincent. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were gonna go undercover brother. Yeah. You you never expect Undercover Brother. You never expect Undercover yeah. Brother. A film that has been threatened to be reviewed here a few times. Speaking of Malcolm Lee. Yeah. How yeah. about that? All right. Very good. All right. So you got to Anjanu Ellis in a relatively short fashion. I yeah. was wondering where you were going, but you yeah. got there. So I was, yeah. to, to I was going to go to Ray. 
Vegeta. Yeah, I thought you might use Ray or um, uh, who knows? Deborah Battle has mentioned that you could have actually stopped with Denzel and gone to Remember the Titans. I have no memory of Remember the Titans. Who's she play? She plays his wife? I'm not sure. Is she in it or is Wood Harris in that? Um, <clears throat> I think Wood Harris. Like, I know I saw Remember the Titans, but I have no memory of Remember the Titans at all. Yeah, I think it's Wood Harris. Though, the irony is I don't remember the Titans. <laughs> oh, Wood Harris is in Remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah football film. No, I remember what it was about. I just have no memory of it whatsoever, except that Denzel was in it. And he has an afro. That's pretty much all. all There's a top five for you right there. Films where Denzel has an afro. So you've got Remember the Titans. You've got He Got Game. You got uh, that J. Israel movie that you were talking about. Oh, Romeo J. Israel. Romeo J. Israel. You've got, you could argue american gangster no that's not an argument at all american gangster you got american gangster can i get a fifth one can i get a fifth movie with denzel with with an afro with an afro well his hair is peasy if it's picked out in book of eli it'd probably be an afro um book of eli you do book of eli but it's not it's not all right right. so you can't go can i get a fifth one can i get a fifth denzel with an afro film oh no yes isn't his hair kind of baby Afro-ish in The Magnificent Seven? I never saw The Magnificent Seven. I think he's got a little bit of a baby Afro. Baby Afro? In, in, in Magnificent Seven. Top five seven. films with Denzel with an Afro? There you go. Magnificent Seven? That, well, we, we got it. All right. There you go. Five. There you go. Now, got a bonus you, top five. Can you find five movies where <laughs> Denzel Washington has facial hair? Uh, Malcolm X. Oh, I forgot about Malcolm X. Um, Malcolm X, Training Day. Training Day. That's a good one. Training Day is a good pull. Um, he got game. Yeah, he got game again. He got game again. Oh, does he have an afro? What's the boxing movie? No, 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 no. I thought we said no, but I'm just and now I'm just thinking about did he have an afro in that? I don't think he does. No, he, he doesn't. Because right. remember, he goes to jail in right. Golden, but I think he has facial hair. Yeah, and, but it's kind of like stubble, isn't it? No, I think he grows a beard in Hurricane. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So so Hurricane. Okay. okay. And can we get one more? Oh, the Mighty Quinn. That's during the Denzel mustache. Period. Remember, remember uh, it was like yeah. three years where Denzel had a mustache? Well, well yeah, that's right, because Philadelphia, Pelican <laughs> right. Greek. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, I, for, I forgot about the mustache. You forgot about Denzel with a mustache. mustache. Okay. All right. I am Denzel Washington, and I have a mustache. <laughs> so you have to take me seriously. Oh, Mo Better Blues at the end. Because that's how that was part of he's now serious. He's a serious oh, father yeah. and husband. That's right. That's that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, little bleak. You can go outside and play, and you know it's the future because all the kids have, have shiny, have shiny windbreakers on. It's the future. And I'm living in the future with my wife, Joie Lee, who's a shrew, like my mother used to be a shrew. <laughs> Because Spike Lee has troubling images of black women. But now I have a mustache. 
Oh, God. See, he broke the cycle of abuse <laughs> that was started by the women. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that was Six Degrees of Derville Martin, ladies With two extra helpings of top five. We're back. We're back. Baby, I'm back. Just like DeMond Wilson in a short-lived sitcom where he had a perm. Remember he had a perm? Remember oh, he had like he had like the little perm blo- curly perm blowout like Jermaine Jackson had? He did. And I think he he forgo he he cut the mustache. He cut the mustache down. Yeah. That's right. No, did he cut it down or did he cut it off? No, he had a mustache. Did he? And baby, oh. I'm back. Uh, you never know where the show is going. You never, you never know. People are scrambling trying to figure out if DeMond Wilson had a mustache and baby, I'm back. People are scrambling. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's baby, I'm back. Did baby, I'm back last the whole season? No. Look it up. How many episodes of baby, I'm back actually aired? Okay, how many episodes of Baby I'm Back were there? Were there? Um, <laughs> I abandoned my family. There she is. That's my wife. I abandoned, and there are my kids that I abandoned, including little cute Kim Fields. But now I've decided not to be a terrible person and abandon them. So now I'm going to pop back into their lives because Baby I'm back. Well, uh, I've learned that there were about. 20 editions of the Baby I'm Back um, porn series. Uh, that's Baby Got Back. Um, that's Baby Got Back is different than Baby I'm Back. That's different, though. That is different. Um, <laughs> baby I'm Back starring. I wonder if Sir Mixlock gets residuals from that. Uh, starring Damon Wilson and Denise Nicholas, and a little, a little itty bitty Kim Fields, a little bitty M. Kim Fields, and eternally old Helen Martin, <laughs> right? Uh, was a mid-season replacement series. Oh, that's why it didn't have as many episodes, right? Plus, so, it was terrible. So it, <laughs> it was terrible. It had thirteen episodes. Thirteen episodes of Baby, I'm back. The show was canceled due to Norman Lear wanting good times to come back for another season and told CBS that he would create them another show in exchange for it. That's really interesting. I've never heard that before. Believe it or not, I've never investigated what happened with Baby I'm Back. (laughs) I'm learning in real time that Baby I'm Back was the victim of backroom corporate maneuvering. Well, well. Enough of that. (laughs) We've got a live event coming on Saturday, January 21st, where the Michaud Mission will be screening The Outside Story at City Winery in Philadelphia. Yes, sir. Saturday, uh, January 21st. Tickets are on sale now at citywinery.com slash Philadelphia. Um, Get your seats now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're going to be screening this very charming Romantic comedy starring none other than Brian Tyree Henry and Sonequa Martin-Green. The Outside Story. Full screening with Vincent and me. We'll even 
play some top five, some six degrees of Duravel, watch a movie, drink some wine, have a good time. I might even bring some pretzel bites. Hey, I think we have a movie to review. <laughs> we do. We have work to do. And let's get into that work and review Restless City. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. by Sai Asan, a young African immigrant, tries to make a life for himself in the streets of Harlem, New York. And thus we are plunged into the world of Restless City, a 2011 independent drama directed by Andrew Desomu. It was written by Eugene Kozenhoven and stars Asan, Sky Nicole Gray, Tony Okumboa, and Bob's Alusan Mokum. In this independent picture selected by Vincent to kick off 2023 here on the Michelle Mission, Vincent, what say you of Restless City? Well, for missionaries who have been on this journey with us for a long time, mm-hmm. it may have confused them a bit when when this film was chosen and and those of the missionaries who are newer to the mission may not have heard us talk about this but but Lynn and I have an you know a very unofficial guideline mm-hmm. where we tend to focus on black films that were created in the United States yes and we are very tenuous and and you know don't really spend a lot of time with work throughout the diaspora Mm-hmm. Be because it is our feeling that the African diaspora is so multifaceted, so complicated, so complex. Each culture has its own particularities and specificities that it would be disrespectful to try and, you, you know, kind of clunk around without having that background. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't spend a lot of time with Nollywood films. We don't spend a lot of time with films from the Caribbean, so on and so forth. And on the face of it, it would seem like Restless City might fall under that. Right. I kind of use the technicality with Restless City because it takes place in Harlem. Mm -hmm. And it is about a group of immigrants to Harlem. Mm -hmm. So I felt like as soon as you get here, it's open game, right? Like you're here. And that was my initial sort of thought. And then the story itself is very universal. Like, like this is very much the story of a young man who comes to meet a young woman who is on from the wrong side of the tracks and things unfold as they unfold. This is not a film with 
any surprises no at all if you've ever seen films you know exactly what's going to happen in this film within i'll, I'll be generous 10 minutes mm-hmm. 10 mm-hmm. minutes so it's not like i needed to know about the ins and outs of senegal to understand this film also as i I've, i just sort of alluded to the plot is very thin yeah the plot is very thin. There's barely a plot. As Lynn said, this is the story of, of Jabril played by Saya Sani, who is an immigrant from Senegal. He's 21 years old. He wants to be a musician mm-hmm. and he has moved to New York and he does side jobs and little jobs trying to save money. He sells CDs on the street. And he does all of this to try and save money to put together a demo and to become a musician. He meets a girl. The girl has some type of relationship with the local tough. Like I, I hesitate to even call him a criminal figure. He's, he's why? Well, I mean, he sell that the extent of his crime from the movie is that he provides him with bootleg CDs to sell like you get the sense that he's got some other stuff going on yeah but you also get the sense that he is kind of like profiting from the women do you like i i found that to be unclear i didn't know if they were his girlfriends mm, or okay, if maybe he, it's a little it's, it's some it, ambiguity it's very unclear or dare we say not developed as a plot point mm-hmm. and then the film unfolds from there Having said that, I think the strength of this film has absolutely nothing to do with the plot. Right. Or dare I say the acting. I, I think the acting is okay. You didn't mention Danae Guerrera, who's in here for two or three scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you get the sense that Danae Guerrera has some type of uh, relationship with Andre Dasunmu, because not only is she in this, she's in his follow-up to this, which I enjoyed a great deal, uh, Mother of George. Okay. And she's in here for a couple of scenes. Always happy to see Danae Guerrero. Mm-hmm. You know, always happy. Um, Tony Okun Okunboa, who is familiar to you if you are a Trekker right now, he's playing Dr. Mabinga on Star Trek discovery yes which is a new and doing work no not 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 discovery Discovery, strange Strange new New worlds where he's doing work that is much more nuanced than necessary Mm -hmm. for like (laughs) to just be a star trek show he's in here for a couple of scenes i like him i you know i thought he brought a, a a level of 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 gravity to the one or two scenes he's in but this is a film that's almost about a vibe. Like yes. it's about a feel. Um, the director, Andre Desunmu, has a background in videos mm-hmm. and he's a photographer. And you can tell. Yes. You can tell because this film is absolutely gorgeous. Yes, it is. The if if you if you follow us on social media, the the image from the film on our on our our advertisement for this episode where it's just Jabril on his scooter Mm -hmm. and his girlfriend, Trini on the back is so cool. I know. Like, it's just so cool. Like everyone is just so cool. And I will say this. 
because it utilizes the imagery of this African immigrant community, Mm -hmm. I do think you have to be careful not to exoticize the imagery. Right. Or, or, you know, fall into Orientalism and say, oh, well, these beautiful foreign people, mm-hmm. you know, it's just beautiful because it's foreign. Yeah. And yeah. it's not like us. Yeah. But I think it is fair to say that the beauty of the imagery in this film stands on its own. Mm-hmm. Mu has such intentionality about the way the shots are framed the way people are in the scenes, Mm -hmm. the way he works with color. He does this wonderful work with color, whereas the character Jabril Jabril rides throughout the streets of Harlem, there's almost this washed out effect. Yeah, yeah. Where the colors, you get all of these beautiful browns and earth tones, except for flashes of red. Mm -hmm. You know, Jabril has has these red headphones Mm -hmm. and you see red as they drive throughout the city there's there's the a scooter is red isn't well, it the scooter is red as yeah. well there's a moment at night where it's this wonderful use of shadow and darkness but there are three or four characters wearing green shirts mm-hmm. so the green pops there's a scene in trini's room where trini has on this this pattern shirt that matches the wallpaper almost perfectly so you have and then it goes without saying the way he lights black people yeah. is absolutely gorgeous so that shout out to the cinematographer bradford young shout out to the cinematographer bradford young so that you know at one point i feel like he shows his hand a little bit you know as i say jabril sells cds mm-hmm. on the street and at one point when he meets trini Trini asks him, does, does she have any Fela Kuti? And, oh, I love Fela. And that's, and it kind of clicked for me. Like, it, this is sort of the vibe of Afrobeat. Like, the story doesn't matter as much as the vibe. Mm-hmm. And the movie's only a, a, an hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's with the credits, with everything. So this is not something that um, the Sunmu drags out. Right. It's beautiful. You get these wonderful images. Talked about Dene Guerrero. I love when Dene Guerrero plays a salon owner. And the first time you see her beauty parlor, like I said, you, you have all these wonderful images of these browns and these earth tones. But her shop is this bright yellow mm-hmm. that just pops off the screen when you see it. Um, And again and again, scene after scene, this film shows this city and shows this community and shows the beauty of this city and the beauty of this community so that you, you very much get the sense that the narrative part of it was just something he kind of had to have. Yeah. Like I'm making a movie. It's it's gotta have a plot. Mm -hmm. So gotta have a a beginning, a middle. It's gotta have a beginning, a middle and an end, but really I just want this vibe but in a lot of ways, this film is like, and, and I know this is not something that we use oftentimes as a um, compliment, but I very much mean this complimentary in a complimentary sense. It's almost like the parts of Belly that work 
like the images of belly and those wonderful montages. It's funny. We were talking about Barry Jenkins early in medicine for melancholy Mm -hmm. where they would show the two of them just riding throughout the city. I got a sense of that as well. Watching Jabril and, and Trini on their scooter riding throughout the city so that I enjoyed this for what it was. Yeah. Like I really just sort of gave myself to the vibe let yourself go. Let myself go. Right. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it's funny that you bring up Barry Jenkins because I was thinking about Barry Jenkins. I was also thinking about the best work of uh, of Gordon Parks in, yeah. in the the shot selection and the 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 framing of a lot of these scenes. A lot of scenes are not shot dead on. Mm-hmm. They're shot via reflections in a mirror or through multiple panes into a studio um, or from, or, or like you said, like uh, in deep, deep shadow. Right. But you still feel the characters. You, you don't, you don't miss it. You still see what's going, what's, what's happening there. And even though this is only 80 minutes, it's not rushed at all. It still has a very leisurely, pace takes its time the story is a story that you've seen before but this is a culture that you've not been introduced to Mm -hmm. and it doesn't hit you over the head with the culture but it gives you enough time to 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 really just luxuriate in it Mm -hmm. and and learn the rhythms of it uh, learn how they how they live, how they talk to one another, how they express joy, how they express anger, how they how they their music, how they dance. It, it and it takes its time in creating this part, this 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 world inside the world of New York. Babs' mm-hmm. um, character mentions about you know, how he's traveled all over the world and seeing this culture, that culture, this culture. And the reason why he stays in New York is because all of those cultures are right here. Right. In New York. And and in this film that feels 100% authentic New York, you're still in a part of New York you've never seen before. Right. It's still, it's pulling back the curtain on in this, into this, into a world that you've never been invited. You're having an invitation into it. And lo and behold, while the, the, the framing and tapestry might be different, the story is a story we've all seen before, mm-hmm. right? It still plays out the same way with the same um, highs and lows, um, thrills and heartbreaking um, uh, um decisions that people make uh in this film uh i think that the the actors all of them to a man are 100 authentic hmm. um like if you had told me this was a documentary i was like yeah i believe it right, right. i believe it um and i went into this 
actually very apprehensive because when it opens up, it opens up with Jabril speaking in his native tongue. So there is the subtitles. I was like, I don't know if I feel like reading the movie, but (laughs) just only because at the time that I turned it on, I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) But uh, because now I can't eat. Right. (laughs) Right. But then it quickly, you know, they're they don't only speak in Sengalese. They they speak in English as well. And other in French. Yeah. In French. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you just forget and you just immerse yourself, you just find yourself immersed into this world. Mm-hmm. And it is I think the photography just takes over you and that you just get lost in lost in the movie. Is it maybe a little languid at times? Perhaps. Um, but overall, I was still mesmerized with it. Uh, I was still engaged by the movie. I was still um, surprised by it. Even though this is a story that I haven't seen before, just some of the imagery was just very surprising. Yeah, Just the the realness of the relationship between Jabril and Trini. Mm-hmm. I felt I, it, it just felt real to me. The realness of all of their, uh, all of the characters, because there's one character, Mitty, I think is his name, who becomes like this, uh, like this guy that everybody's looking for because he owes money. Right? right. Right. And he seems like he's maybe a little bit of a small time, little, you know, thief or whatever yeah in the movie it's a little ambiguous about what he's doing yeah he kind of jumps in and out and then he kind of like he almost at one point becomes like almost like the MacGuffin of the movie you keep, right you keep bringing him up but you, you actually after early on you don't see him anymore right it, well yeah go ahead yeah. you know um so i was so there was a part of me it's like okay does that ever really wrap up am i really seeing all of the the the, no. the are they really tying up the strength? Not really. No. But okay, I'm with it. You yeah, know, I'm here. Look again, like you said, this this whole MIDI subplot. You didn't even even mention at some point MIDI goes and get like he gets like a point break president's mask mm-hmm. and goes into a party and shoots up the party. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't actually shoot anyone. No. Well, he misses. He misses and then you think, as you said, this is going to be one of the driving plot points. Everyone's looking for Minnie. But as you said, for the vast majority of the film, it's like the film doesn't care about Minnie. He goes and takes a shower. And I right. Think and that maybe the last I saw of him. But you just, you, like you said, you give yourself to the film. Mm-hmm. You let this, I, I'm going to keep going back to it. It's such a gorgeous film. It is a gorgeous song. I do think that in hind- in hindsight, as good a film, as, as gorgeous as it is, and the pacing is, you know, a little slow, but I, I was fine with it. It doesn't, the title of the movie doesn't serve it well. Right. Well, it's, it, as you said, it's, it's sort of this languid, almost meditation. It's actually not that restless it's at not all. That restless it's at all. Not that, that restless at all. It's yeah. like meditative city. Yeah, it's, is what they should have called it. It's pretty, it's pretty sleepy. But you know, I I don't know 
the ins and outs, you know, it's an independent film. It almost feels, and again, I don't know if what I'm about to say is true, but it almost feels like a ganja and Hess situation where, okay. where they told him, you know, we're going to give you this money. Make us one type of To film. make a black yellow movie. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely going to make a black yellow movie. And then he makes this art house film about aging and, you know, the black middle class and and gender. So that's so almost they, feel like they said, oh, yeah, I'm going to make like an, an an African New Jack City or 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 indie coming to America because he's African and he comes to find right, his way. Right. But then it's going to be a gun. And then they said, oh, OK. And then he said, all right. And then he went and made this. You mean, yeah. You know, this beautiful film that, as you said, is just really kind of a meditation that you kind of give yourself to. Yeah. I would have liked because of that, I actually would have liked for. And I guess, you know, you, they're doing what they have to do. They feel like they got to they got to give you something that's a little restless. Right. But I, I would have. Like if this was just been a meditation on on Jabril and Trini, I would have been fine. Absolutely, you know, especially since the other parts weren't really built out. Yeah, and yeah. if there was one frustration that I had, and it's it's a frustration that's really a backhanded compliment, there were plot points that I would have liked to have seen more of. Me too. Well, I actually would have liked a little bit more into Jabril's actual world. I don't learn a, a lot. Well, for him to be an aspiring musician, did you realize you don't we don't actually his hear his music at all? Which I thought was—I thought that was a choice. Yeah. So oh, it's was, absolutely. I'm, I'm fine with that. But Tony Okungboa's character is is someone who apparently controls the work mm-hmm. in this community. Like he's mm-hmm. a—he's not a fixer, but he's a connector. Right. And I loved the implications of that. Yeah, where he just has all these folded up pieces of paper in his pockets that he hands to young men who have come here mm-hmm. and tells them, you know, go work here. Tell them I sent you. Don't embarrass me. Mm-hmm. Everything about this. I would have loved more of that. And you didn't get the sense that he was a heavy. But you got the sense he was serious. He was. Yeah. 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 Like this is a serious person. Right. And I'm going to give you this piece of paper and connect you to this job. And if you do it well, it could lead to other work. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it well, you no longer have access to me, which is bad for you. Exactly. As he said, at one point, he says to Jabril, you know, what do you want? And Jabril's like, you know, I don't want anything. And he's like, no one comes to me unless they want something. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a provocative line that then didn't go anywhere doesn't go anywhere i know you you know the whole deal with the character who provides the bootleg cds to the people on the street Mm -hmm. i never thought about that before i mean clearly you have to get your stuff from somewhere like you know it made sense to me like you can't just set up your table and sell things like i knew i figured it's some type of organization involved yeah like i can't just set up my card table and start selling oils anywhere I want in Philly. Right. You right. got like somebody you got to There's talk. Somebody to. who's getting a toll. Like <laughs> somebody's collecting a toll. Right. That's very true. And I could have watched some of that. You, you know, as I said, 
I'm 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 a huge Dene Guerrero fan. Uh, we we were talking about Jonathan Majors, and he's at a point in his career where I was with Dene Guerrero, where like I have these kind of mixed feelings. Like I'm so happy for this pop success that she achieved on Walking Dead and and with Black Panther, but there's part of me that's like, like she's such a good actress. Like, I just want her to be in serious things. Yeah, but see, but and she will. And I she will. Well, and I think so with Jonathan Majors. Because yeah. Well, I hope that so. doing that affords her. Affords her that, that now she can go, you right. know, you know, she can you know, like, all right, y'all ain't got to pay me what, you know. But yeah, I, I very much could have watched 20 minutes of Danae Guerrero's beauty salon. Oh, yes. This this is the beauty shop I would have Like, watched. yeah. Because, it, I mean, she looked so good when she was doing the hair. Come she on, knew what, you know. Come on, to, man. It was, it was so on. authentic. So would you recommend people watch Restless City? I would. Mm. I would recommend it. I would very much recommend it. Um, in full disclosure, I would hesitate to recommend this film if it was even an hour and 40 minutes. Because I don't know if 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 it's enough to hold, to hold everyone's there. attention. Yeah, yeah. But I think at an hour and twenty minutes of film like this, that again is more of a vibe mm-hmm. than a film experience. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely would. I would recommend it, but my one proviso would <laughs> be that if you're going to see this film, then make it an appointment to watch it. Don't mm. put this on. And then be flicking through your phone and things like that. Really take the time to sit and like take in the film. You'll have to one because they do get, jump in and out of English to know to know what's happening. But also there are many scenes in this film that play without dialogue. Yeah, things are happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know um, the the story is moving along emotions are being um displayed a story is being told even if it's you don't hear words so it's a film that really is worth watching and worth paying attention and i'll be perfectly honest i did not think i would end there but i'm pleasantly surprised that i did yeah yeah have uh did you see mother of george no i didn't oh we're gonna have to do mother of george sooner than later Okay. Because I think you'd like Mother of George. All right. Yeah. Look forward to it. Yeah. Look forward to it. But yeah, absolutely. All right. That's Restless City, ladies and gentlemen, for 2011. Um, Check it out. We both heartily agree. We believe that you will enjoy that experience. And that brings us to the close of this, our first show in 2023 of the Michaud Mission, the Michaud Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made you can go to our website michellemission.com and hit swag where you can check out all of the cool designs and gifts available by way of our good friends at t public you can also leave us a voicemail 215-867-9666 tell vincent and len what is on your mind email the michelle mission at michelle mission at gmail.com m-i-c-h-e-a-u-x-m-i-s-s-i-o-n at gmail.com Follow us on all the social media at Michelle Mission. Subscribe to the Michelle Mission on YouTube at youtube.com slash Michelle Mission. And wherever you get our joyous podcasts, which we hope you are also subscribed to, 
We hope you give us a five-star rating and a review because that helps people find our show, which is a proud member of The Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. We make podcasts work. All right. All right. Don't forget, it's Thursday, January 12th. Ripples in Time returns, ladies and gentlemen, 7 p.m. Eastern streaming on YouTube at Michelle Mission, our Kindred podcast, as we return to review episode two of Kindred, which is streaming right now on Hulu. And next week on the Michelle Mission, we are going to be streaming on a very special day. It will be streaming on Monday, January 16th at 7 p.m., as we will be reviewing. The Outside Story. Hey, that sounds familiar. That does sound familiar. We're going to review it next Monday, and then you can join us uh, on that Saturday, the 21st, as we screen The Outside Story here in Philadelphia at the City Winery in downtown Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now, citywinery.com slash Philadelphia. All right. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that Sanai Lathan does fantastic work in The Best Man, Final Chapters. But she is also the Catwoman that you didn't know that you deserved. All right, easy. You'll make Neil Long jealous. You're right. I for- uh-huh. Strike that. All right. This will be edited out of the show. All right. All right. <laughs> Until next week, he's Vincent. I'm Len. And in parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again.